Blog Talk Radio. You can find out more about me on my website, dianabewaraz.com. And today we have a very special guest all the way from India. Welcome to my show. I cannot wait to learn about what's going on in India and what you have been doing. I know from your daughter you have been doing amazing things. Thank you so much for what you do. We need a lot of people like you, more of you of you in this world. So tell us about yourself and what you have been doing. Uh, first of all, thank you very much, Diana, for giving an opportunity whereby I can share my experience and my uh, thought process with my listeners. As you all know, that the entire world is passing through a very difficult time. Rather, I should use the right terminology, it is an unprecedented difficult time, which history has very rarely such type of things has witnessed in the past. That is the thing, and I will be very happy to share my experience and what I am doing in order to address these issues, okay, in a small way or the big way, okay, as we are progressing with the program further. Okay, as far as myself is concerned, so let me tell you that uh, I'm engineer and MBA professional, okay, and uh, almost I have been working since last 35 years in the real estate and construction industry in various positions, out of which almost about two decades I spent in Dubai, and then the rest of the time I'm still working in India. That is the overall this thing about me. Okay. My passion is, of course, my profession and as far as that some sort of social service and charity for the underprivileged section of the society. So you have, uh, you have a lot of experience and you do a lot of work with people. You have community. You have community. You are part of your association. There was, uh, why did you decide to get involved with, uh, when it comes with uh, working with people and helping people? What made you do that? Yeah. See, it's very simple, you see. First of all, that we are the member of the society. And each and every one has to put his efforts to make the society a better place for the living. Now the thing is that if you see this pandemic situation which uh, we are exposed to, we have started a small initiative. And that initiative also it came into the picture when within my society, one young person, a 38-year-old guy, he just died because he could not get the hospital at the right time, get the treatment at the right time. He could not get the oxygen at the right time because everywhere if you see that there is a shortage of hospital, there is a shortage of hospital beds, there is a shortage of oxygen, there is a shortage of ambulance. And under this type of uh, scenario, okay, one of the neighbor 
took him in his car to the hospital and because of all those things no bed was available and all those things ultimately the person is right this is the incident you know which uh, i mean uh, impacted our entire thought process and me and my team together we thought how to address this issue at our level because see most of the things it depends on how we conduct ourselves and the civic sense everything nowhere i mean we can say that we can depend only on the initiatives of the government of course the initiative of the government plays the major role on that but being the part of the society it is our moral responsibility as well to address this issue within our capacity so we have decided that we can set up a small medical room with a basic medical facilities so that under such type of emergency at least for the temporary basis that some medical support system will be available in house in order to do that we have put up this proposal to our residents and let me tell you the sort of response which we got our team has got is tremendous each each and everyone has come forward to contribute to help and with their help as a collective effort we could able to set up one small medical room within our society started this room with a single bed with single oxygen cylinder and that was also donated by one of the residents and you will be surprised to know that the resident who has donated that oxygen cylinder he himself is a heart patient and when i asked him that why this you are donating when you yourself is uh, required this thing and he told me that look if because of this oxygen cylinder we can support somebody i'll be more than happy this requirement is not 24 by 7 and today we have expanded to up to six beds seven oxygen cylinders one oxygen concentrator oximeter thermometer bp instruments and the entire facilities you know in order to handle this entire facilities we requested our in house fellow doctors to support us very happily they agreed for that and today since we have escaped this one almost more than two dozen people of our society we have they have taken the services of this small medical room now the thing is that it is is not the question of even the one bed or five bed or six bed it is a question of the initiative after seeing this thing in our nearby area and lot of societies and condominiums they came forward and they also decided to set up such type of a small setup within their society then i let me tell you that where i link the condominium in and around at least about 500 condominiums are there now if you see that if every condominium just add five beds we are going to have 2500 bed which is being totally controlled by the condominiums and their associated doctors by doing so we can always reduce the pressure on the government establishment and facilities
And the most important thing is that, you see, that something ready in hand is available to the residents where you are in need of that. You are in badly need of that. That gives the confidence to the people because, you see, the way the situation today is, lot people, they are afraid, you see, okay? And especially the old age people, their main worry is that, okay, today if I'm, I'm going to sleep, whether I can sleep, sleep peacefully or not. So this is small initiative. But I see the way it is going to take the shape, it is really going to be beneficial for the society as a whole. Very good. That's, that's amazing. And you see the new uh, major uh, apartment complex available for these people. And I know you are having a lot of people who, uh, from what I found out, they have a friend. She has a boyfriend in Delhi. And she said some people even die in their cars, others die on the sidewalk, which is really tragic, tragic thing. And uh, when we get together, when we get involved, and uh, this makes difference, this helps uh, save lives, like you said. And it looks like people are not afraid to come forward and help and do everything in their power. Even the doctors, can you tell us how you convinced all these uh, physicians to come uh, to the complex and start doing their job? How did you do that? Thank you. What we see, the, let me tell you one thing. Whether it is a doctor, physician, engineer, or whatever it is, your profession is, okay? Ultimately, when you are part of the same condominium, the part of the same society, okay? And the most important thing which is there, you see, that the civic sense of the people, we all are educated. You see, it provides us a vision, okay? that we should think about the welfare of the society. So when we approached these doctors and we told these are our initiative because only putting up a medical room or medical basic facilities, it is easy that it can be put, but legally you cannot operate it unless until the doctors take these facilities under their supervision because this is a job of an specialist. And we being the, I mean, the engineers and uh, this thing, we are not the specialists on providing the medical assistance to anybody. Doctors are the right person. And when we have told these things, immediately they agreed for that. And uh, let me tell you, these doctors are told we will be more than happy to serve our people whenever it is needed. Absolutely amazing. So uh, what, you, what is your advice to the people who are in your situation right now dealing with this? Some countries uh, were, were able to take under control COVID-19 with the vaccines and everything and with six feet distance and everything. But some, some countries still suffering and they don't know where to begin, how to help, what to do. What is your advice for them? My advice is very simple on this, okay? Now, let me address your uh, question in two parts. First is that the best thing is that you should do everything what is morally justified to assist your fellow residents, your dear and near ones. 
that is the first thing is that okay in order to do this one as i told you because see together we make the difference so we, we should always remember together we make the difference and on the basis of that irrespective of the any geographical boundaries or this thing it is a nature of the human beings that always for such type of cause they should come together form a control uh, group go to the people because you see in today's world the problem is that everybody can cannot spare the time because they have got some other priorities okay so whatever you can contribute in order to address this issue whether your contribution is a monetary where the contribution it is with you can say some equipments where the contribution whatever you want to do okay people they should come forward even planting one tree that itself is a great service to the society so every one has to do his bit of work for the welfare of the society the second thing is that as for the vaccination is concerned i do agree with you that in entire world the vaccination is being done in a very high speed sometimes what happens if uh, there is some misconception when we start comparing the country with one country with another country okay and we say that okay one country is there where the vaccination is done only 10% another one country is there where the vaccination has done by 50% or 40% in my opinion this sort of comparison it is not logical and it should not be done like this just to explain this one let me just give you an example see suppose we have got two classrooms in one class there is 100 students in another class is a 500 students now when from 100 students 50 are getting their exam cleared media is reporting 50% student has cleared the exam where the 500 students are there there are so 50 people are clearing the exam 50 students are clearing the exam but media is reporting class b only 10% student has cleared the exam okay that is what exactly happening in case of vaccination as well the simple example i'll give you okay like india and you see you can compare the united states of america okay india with a population of 1.3 billion people okay usa is almost about 1/4 of that in terms of population so if india has done 10% and us has done 40% this is the in terms of number both they have done 130 million people each in their country because that is the fastest speed which it can be done which has been set as an example by you can say the country where the healthcare system is excellent so in my opinion yeah in my opinion comparison should be apple to apple how many people have been vaccinated okay i give you some uh, data which uh, i was going through that you see Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. If you see that one, you know, okay. 
in the USA population is around 330 million. India is 1.3 billion. Okay. Yes. So India population is four times more than USA population. So anything which India does for its people, even if it is a 10 percent, it is equivalent to 40 percent of USA efforts. And that what exactly today's figure which says that USA vaccination percentage, whatever has they have accomplished is 40 percent, 42 percent. India around 10 percent. But the number of people vaccinated in both the country are the same. So in my opinion, first. That we need to address our rationale, go for the apple to apple comparison. That gives the idea of the real efforts being put by all these government and these countries. In India, with the present leadership of this government, it is doing excellent job. Vaccination, it is going everywhere. And another part is that which I think we need to take a note of this. 65% population of India lives in villages and rural areas. Only 35% population of India is living in urban areas. Always in urban areas, you will find the facilities much better compared to rural areas. Now, if you compare this thing with the USA, in USA, almost 80% population is living in urban area, and only 20% population is living in rural areas and villages. So, if in terms of number, India is doing the same number, what a developed country is doing, in my opinion, we should say that India is doing great. It's good to hear. It's very good to hear. It's a lot of people who live in India, and you're doing a wonderful job and you're helping and you're coming together as a community and you're doing your best. It's absolutely marvelous. Another thing is that if you, if you want to compare, you know, okay, the country like you can say, Canada is a country where the, you can say one of the best healthcare system is available wow. with a population of 35 million only. If we take that one, okay, and if we compare with the population of India or USA, so our vaccination rate is much higher than them because always we need to go for the count that mm -hmm. how many. Mm -hmm. That gives us a clear picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, what is the situation right now in India? Can you tell us? Are you able to get this COVID-19 under control and uh, where are you staying right now with what's going on right now at the moment? You see, it is not only the, you can say the India, but you can say that entire world, you can see this, the impact of this uh, COVID which is there, okay. In today's situation, I, I think nobody can predict that where it is going to head. Because as we are becoming smarter, virus is also getting more and more smarter. Okay. If you see that COVID version one, when it was there, the symptom was different. 
and it was treated by the government and most of the uh, countries they have treated this successfully but as the time passes through you find that the second variant has come much more serious compared to the first one only i think what every country can do in this and of course india is doing in a big way that improve the medical health facilities as much as possible create the more and more hospitals as much as possible make the required medical assistance like oxygen and ambulance as much as possible and let me tell you one thing dina that nobody no country in this world they have ever thought that the time will come when the demand of oxygen will be so high everybody they will be thinking okay vegetable is more important food grain is more important okay medicines are more important but if you go back just 10 years back or 5 years back no one has ever thought that oxygen will be so important okay and the thing is that the country which is smaller in terms of population and all that for them it became a little bit easy to control the things but where the magnitude of population is so high like usa like india creating those resources it is a time taking process and whereby these countries okay they they are still struggling mm-hmm. where is the country like the, uh, this one if you see that sweden you see okay germany you see okay almost they are coming out from such type of problem because of one reason only that whatever system they were having in place that was more or less sufficient to cater their population which is very minimal you see that population if you see that one was uh, um uh, uk 68 million people okay mm-hmm. so wherever the number of people they were less it became a little bit easy for them to control yeah because they could able to yes that is a fact they could able to work on creating those resources which was sufficient for their people wherever the population is huge there the countries they are struggling so only yeah so that is the thing only we can say and that is the reason you know where the population is more and all that the responsibility of the we civilized people become very high to come forward and create a parallel system to assist the system established by the government it is a partnership it is a partnership to serve the country to serve the nation to serve the society which is missing a lot in the world and we need to exercise it more and more so we can bring together and transform the world. 
and make a difference in everybody's life. Of course. What is your advice to the world today? What exactly you would like to see change in this world? See, now, if, if you compare the world from the last uh, 20 years and today what we are, a lot of things has changed. Okay. Entire concept has changed. The thought process has changed. There was a time, you can say, when we used to have the joint family. Today we have got the nuclear family. Okay. So what I'm uh, trying to make a point that this integration in the family that ha happened so fast, that one member of the family is in one place, another member of the family is in another place and all those things. Okay. So th that is the thing. And for that one, there is a reason behind this, because requirement of the human being is changed with respect to the time. Expectation of the people, they have changed with respect to the time. Okay? I give a simple example, you see. You find some hundred people having the degree, same number of experience, but all these hundred people are different. They are not same, just because of one reason, that expectation and emotions are different. And their expectation and emotions, along with their education, decide the attitude of the person. So the first thing is that we need to address the issue of our emotion and expectation. Okay? Our expectation should not be such which should make us greedy. Thank you. Our emotion, our emotion should not be such where it becomes the obstacles. We need to be practical. I love that. Our emotion should be in such a way whereby we should be able to connect ourselves with our fellow residents, our friends, our society. That is the re today's requirement. That is the requirement of, I mean, uh, today's. We need to connect it. If you see that, even in the condominium, and uh, if you see the example, in apartment when, where you are living, next door person do not know who is living and who is my neighbor. Okay? Yeah. There was, there was a time there was a time, if you go some 30, 40 years back, and if suppose you are traveling somewhere, and you take one auto rickshaw or whatever the mode of transport available at that time, and just to tell him, I want to go to the house of this person. And that guy, without asking you the address, he, he used to take you there. That was the connect we had at that time. I know. Today, we are getting disconnected with our own people. It's a high time when we need to come together, get united, and make the difference. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. That's what I'm trying to convey as well. We need to embrace our differences 
We need to come together. We need to try to find a way to connect with others. It doesn't matter how different they are from us. And this is going to make a huge difference in the society, and it's going to bring us together. Of course. So we are all out of time, two minutes until the end of the show. Is there something else you would like to share with us, how we can get together, how people can understand how important it is for, uh, for this acceptance to take place so we put aside all the differences and come together as a team and transform the whole world because we are one huge family. That's how I see things. It doesn't matter where we are in the world. COVID-19 basically showed us that we are one family and every the bad things that happen in one country can happen in the whole world. See, in this, uh, you can say the basic thing which each and everyone should understand that and he should think what best I can do for others. My grandfather always used to tell me that the biggest gift you can give to someone is only one thing. Think good about him. That's what my grandparents teach me. Also. Okay. You wish for their welfare. You wish for their upliftment. So first thing is that we need to think good about our neighbor. We should think good about friends. We should think good about the society. One thing we should always keep in mind, and let me tell you, we should do a, always take individually or collectively some initiative. We took some more initiative. I, let me just tell you in brief. Okay. We took the initiative to distribute these sanitary pads to all the housekeeping staff and their grown-up daughters. Okay. Hygiene is one of the most important factors in life. My wife took this initiative, and every month we used to keep on doing that. Of course, due to COVID, now there is a break because supplies and other things were disturbed. It is not a very big initiative, but doesn't matter. Even if you are able to reach some 200 people around you, that makes a difference. One initiative to the CSR system from a corporate whereby which used to arrange the uniform, school books, and other things for 400 students of a school. Okay? If you compare this 400 number, okay, with respect to the population of all the students in the world, it is nothing. But it, it is a lot for these 400 students. That is the thing which counts. Absolutely, I love this so much. We started one fundraising program for the transgender. Okay. So these are the small, small initiatives we should say that what we are adding up to the society. One thing which I would like to tell, that is everyone of us is having the responsibility and he should and must add the value to the nation, to the society, and to the family. That is the whole purpose of human life, 
That is what I believe firmly. To add the value to the system, to add the value to the nation, to add the value to the family. That is the most important. Because when the family is having the higher values, you will get the society also like that. And when the society gets improved with high values and principles, nations become like that. So that is the way I think way forward, which everyone should think about that, how I can add the value to the system, how I can add the value to the society, how can assist someone who needs my help. This is the way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you so much for sharing this. It's really important for us to come together and make a difference. It doesn't matter who, uh, what kind of a part of the society we are, if we are wealthy, if we are middle class, if we are poor, it doesn't matter. Everybody has something to give. Everybody has something to help with so we can work together and come together and make a difference. I totally agree with you. Thank you for sharing this wonderful thought. I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Thank you for what you do. And it was really amazing, amazing time to uh, talk to you. And uh, I'm absolutely honored to have you on my radio show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for everybody who was with us. Thank you, Priyanka. Thank you to your wife. I don't know her name. And... um, Here is my advice, be loved, be compassionate, bring people together, make a difference. Let's get rid of the differences we have. Let's embrace them and let's come together and transform this world and finish this war with COVID-19 because we can do it. We can do it and there is always something wonderful coming from the bad things which are happening in uh, our lives. Thank you very much, Dave. You're welcome. I'm still here, but we are not live. <laughs> Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, good. Yeah, Thank you very much. Yeah, it was amazing. Yes, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, that's the idea, to bring the people together, to show them there is nothing wrong with helping each other and embracing each other's differences. Of course. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dina. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Take care of your... Take care of your health. Stay home. Stay safe. Yes, I am. I am. I'm doing my best. Priyanka, nice to see you. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you? This is amazing. Oh, good. Very good. I should share you my show also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You grow so much, huh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. One thing, uh, let me tell you. Okay. This uh, Priyanka is the first female child in our family in 75 years. Oh my God.